You're listening to. Welcome to Asians in Baseball with your hosts, Kim Cooper, Naomi Ko, and Scott Okamoto. This podcast celebrates Asian and Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander American baseball players in the MLB. Greetings, hello, and welcome to another week of Asians in Baseball, your favorite podcast about Asians who play baseball. Um, I'm Kim, and I'm here uh, with Scott and Naomi. How's it going? It's going good. I'm alive. What can I say? Life is good. <laughs> <laughs> Life is good. Life the bar is, is low. Good. Yeah, well, slow, we're so. we're excited to talk. I mean, we have we have like a wide range of things to talk about um, this week. So let's just let's just jump in, shall we? Let's do it. Jump in. Let's do it. So something that we wanted to talk about actually a couple of weeks ago that we forgot about is that there, um, outside of Asians in baseball, before we get into our normal stuff, um, there have been some uh, notable uh, things happening in the NBA and the WNBA. Um, in the NBA, if you haven't already seen, um, Jalen Williams became the first player of Vietnamese descent to uh, play in the NBA. He was drafted um, the 34th overall pick by the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that's really exciting. Um, that was on June 24th. And he just recently, um, I think maybe even yesterday, like officially signed with them. So that's a huge deal. Asians in basketball. What, what is his back? What's his background? Um, he's black and Vietnamese, I believe. Okay, the two. Um, okay, awesome. And then we have our first Korean American uh, professional basketball player in the WNBA, Kiana Smith. She was drafted in the second round, um, and she is now playing for the Los Angeles Sparks. And this is really great. I saw a video of her on TikTok a couple weeks ago. How she she was really speaking quite eloquently about what it means to her to be a Korean American, colorism within the Korean American community, and mm. how she is going to be going to South Korea during the off season to help promote basketball in South Korea and how she's trying to engage communities in Koreatown and other Korean American communities here in Southern California. So big congrats to Kiana Smith. That's so awesome. That's so cool. Just doing us proud. Just doing Amazing. us proud. Amazing. So, yeah. yeah. The last thing uh, in the NBA that I saw is that. Um, uh, so this this was from from Next Shark. They said that the this year's draft pool was loaded with Asian talent. Um, there were uh, other Asian Americans uh, in the draft pool that didn't get drafted. Um, um, and one of them, uh, Ron Harper Jr., who is Filipino-American, he ended up signing a deal with the Raptors after the draft. Um, so Ooh. he is, uh, I guess, was playing in the in the summer summer league, in the G League. So um, hopefully um, we'll see some more out of um, Ron Harper Jr., um, too. I don't really keep up with <laughs> basketball because I am focused on baseball. But uh, if you are a uh, Asians in baseball listener and a basketball fan, NBA and slash or WNBA, please keep us posted on anything exciting happening um, with Jalen Williams, Kiana Smith, Ron Harper Jr., anybody else who who appears throughout the year because, you know, we got to support across the board. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the weekly recap in this week with Asians in baseball. 
Uh, shall we start off with with our favorite, Shohei Otani, killing it on the mound again, Ag- again. <laughs> it's just so re- remarkable to just watch him and how he has again created a new record. He is the first player in MLB history to strike out ten, to have two RBIs, and to steal a base all in one night. Truly, so wild. <laughs> And like in this same week, which is what is also so funny, and I sent this to Naomi and Scott, um, the team that Shohei plays for, the Anaheim Angels, I know what I said, Anaheim Angels, um, they were swept by the Baltimore Orioles in this same week, which is like truly just mind boggling that like this one individual can be doing so much and at the same time the team on the whole is so doing so poorly yeah what was it on friday night they're playing against the orioles they're in baltimore Shohei otani just hits his 19th homer of the season just again you know because a couple days before the wednesday he was pitching and Mm. you know 10 strikeouts, two RBIs, one stolen base, all just in one night, providing, again, himself run support that they desperately need. He hits a home run in the top of the ninth. That was supposed to be the insurance run. And they still lose. They still lose to the Orioles. What? Uh, It's just... You know, you guys, we keep talking about this, but it is true. He's literally carrying the whole team on his back. He's doing everything. Yes. I read something in Sports Illustrated that I would like to share here. Um, From June 9th through July 9th, Otani slashed 301, 396, 624 with eight homers and 22 RBI in 26 games. And on the mound, he went 4-0 with a 0.00 ERA, 40 strikeouts, and seven walks in 26 and two-thirds innings. The rest of the Wobegon team, Wobegon is Sports Illustrated's word, not mine, but I can't disagree, went 7-17 and in that month, which is why almost nobody noticed. Because what he's doing is so good, and then the rest of the Angels are so bad. <laughs> it's... Oh, my God. I have no words. It's a once in a lifetime talent being wasted in Anaheim, just wasted in Anaheim. Uh, I just think that we should put him in his own thing. Like maybe he should just like get to play like get to play on whatever team is best that week or something. I don't I don't really know because like. It's unfair that he is taxed with so much of carrying the Angels. And then also, like I was reading about the um, the AL MVP race being uh, between him and Aaron Judge. And like, it's also like that he he should automatically be the MVP every single year because he is. an elite two-way player he's just simply no shade to Aaron Judge because what he's doing is obviously also magnificent but like he's doing two jobs (laughs) and he's doing two jobs each of the jobs better than some of the people who only do it one of the jobs yeah if you just look at his pitching because I know like on because I I'm on Twitter I spend I spend too much time on Twitter it's a problem 
and people people are saying oh why is otani the dh you know this is he's not producing like look at judge look at everybody else and it's just okay he's still producing as a dh while he's pitching like no other 0.00 era in the past Which is month good Yep. I, I, I can't even I can't even understand it. Like I don't like I, I don't understand it. I just I just don't. I just don't understand it. Double digit strikeouts in what? His past three last three starts? Yeah, three double three digit. Starts. Double digit strikeouts. People people are just like cheering if Kershaw can even do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, Kershaw's been doing good, but yeah, I, I yeah, see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he Kershaw's been doing great, and Shohei's been doing better. Yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah. he's truly elite, like truly elite, and uh, uh, he just doesn't deserve this. Like he just simply doesn't deserve to be with the Angels. Like, like I, I can't imagine a world in which at the end of the season, when he goes into arbitration, that uh, I I can't imagine a world in which he stays with the angels for one more year you know what i mean like i I just can't like no he shouldn't even have to stay for the rest of the year just on the principle that he's just way too good well i mean i think i think we're gonna have to have a special episode where we talk about what it's gonna look like coming up right after the all-star game before the trade deadline because i think i don't think he's gonna be there I think, I think it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be someone else. So, I think he's going somewhere else. But um. there, there, yeah. I, I, we will definitely have plenty of episodes where we talk more specifically about this. But like, uh, I saw something about, um, like how much money he could possibly command in the off season, and it was a very interesting article. We will link it in the show notes because I thought it was really interesting. But something I thought was especially interesting was um, like how Shohei fits into a team um, because since he is a, a two way player, um, a team has to be willing to expand their pitching rotation from five spots to six spots so that he can have the extra time to rest, and then also. Um, since he is typically the DH, um, that means that the infield or the the like the position players, um, there's one fewer guy to like because usually the DH is also a position player. Um, so there's one fewer guy to like help the platoon if somebody needs an off day or like that kind of thing. So I thought that was really interesting and not something that I had thought about about like how you how you work a guy like this into your uh in, in into your team because you really have to build so much of the team around him um so i thought that was very interesting and they should be so lucky to be able to build a team around him <laughs> yes i agree yeah you would be so lucky to be able to build a team around him i mean that's why there's really only and i know i keep saying this there there are really only two teams that can build around him that have the capacity to build around him and have the money and the, the already existing talent. So, um, and the proximity to Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> and the depth, like quite frankly, because you have to like, you're, you're, uh, this was another point from this article was that like, um, if, if you have a six man, 
pitching rotation, then you have to be down one reliever um, to accommodate that sixth guy. Um, and so you, you like you have to have stronger players and you have to have more depth. So in that way, knock on wood, I wonder in these early talks about it, I wonder if the Dodgers would be a good fit because they don't necessarily always have the pitching depth and they have a lot of problems with injuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so. was very evident this yesterday, yesterday's game, um, which was a, just a wild game between the Cubs and the Dodgers. <laughs> but it was just, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is this is also like a five hour game. This is taking forever. Um, OK, moving on from Shohei Otani, Keston Yura has had quite the week as well. Um, mm-hmm. Might as well just start talking about the Brewers since it's going to be a lot of Brewers talk today. Keston Hura, he makes an amazing catch and then also hits a homer in the same in the same game. Good for you, man. And That's the cool. Brewers still lost, but yeah, our boy did good. Yeah. yeah. You know, life is hard. Uh, Quan, Stephen Quan is still doing great. Lots of ribbies, lots of hits. Mm-hmm. And then Rob Refsnyder, Kim. Killing it. Oh, my God. Rob Refsnyder, is, he's still out here fucking killing it. Um, and uh, very yeah. notable uh, this week um, on the game on July 9th when he was, of course, leading off as he does. Um, the Red Sox were down 3-1 in the sixth. And Rob Refsnyder hits a solo home run, 436 feet over the green monster into a parking garage and smashes the windshield of what appears to be a Mercedes that was parked there. Um, And, you know, apparently that's not like um, uncommon, but it's still extremely cool. Um, And I also just wanted to shout out Rob because he is currently still hitting 338 with a 962 OPS. He is on fucking fire, people. This man is on fucking fire fire and he's like no spring chicken also i think he's like 31 or 30 or 31 you know and he's really found a place for himself um and i really hope that uh boston can appreciate the kind of player that he is yes yes man how lucky for that mercedes to be smashed by his home run i know that's that that's blessed. Like, could you the, imagine? The person, yeah, the person whose car it is got to keep the ball and stuff like that. Obviously, the car got smashed. Well, was that was that at Fenway? Yeah. Was yeah. So I think that's the players' lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it seemed uh, like it was just I like Mark some McGuire guy. Used to always. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe, oh, maybe it's like the VIP lot because, um, yeah, because it, there's it's a it's a lot that I remember Mark McGuire used to hit a lot back mm. in the day. And they would always be joking that it's all like BMWs and Mercedes and really fancy cars out there. Mm. How funny! Well, would I, it... I guess any car at Fenway would be fancy because there's no parking. It's 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 a it's a very sacred space uh, uh, around the park. Yeah. What happens if if it was a car of a Yankee player? <laughs> be amazing. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees smash... call, if they take a. They take a bus from their hotel, I'm sure. So. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right, you're right. I'm just saying it would be funny, though. In, in the movie about Rob Refsnyder's life, that would be, you know, the car of, like, Nestor Cortez or something like that. And it's, yeah. oh, no, no, that would be Reggie Jackson's car who who drove in from New York to watch the game and, uh, yeah, s- smashed his shitty car. <laughs> but, um, 
And then Seiya Suzuki, we, last week we talked about how he hit an inside the park home run. Well, then he just hit a regular home run the next day. So, you know, he's doing great. He's come. He's coming back. He looks like he's healed from his finger injury or hand injury or whatever injury that he had. Um, but um, in in terms of every everybody else is like not 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 many highlights, not not many downfalls. Ooh, Dane Dunning did pitch Dane yesterday Dunning. for the Rangers against the Twins. Well, it was rough. It, A bases loaded HBP RBI. Not the vibe. No. <laughs> Simply not the vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hitting someone with the bases loaded, that's hard. Two and one third yeah. innings, four runs on six hits and four walks. In the third inning, he threw three walks in a row and then he hit the next guy, which was like, which walked <laughs> in a run. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was rough. Ah! It was a rough day for pitching because Arias had a similar day um, for the Dodgers. It's like, like there was a couple of ma- really great pitchers yesterday that had rough days. So it happens. Yeah. And you Darvish is just he he pitched a pretty Ooh. okay game on Saturday. He just didn't have the run support yeah. from from Yeah, the he's Padres. like yeah. not in a dissimilar situation to Otani, I feel like. I mm. mean, his team overall is stronger, but like you know, uh he he constantly consistently puts up good innings and he consistently uh puts up the zeros and then if he can't get the run support like then it's like, you know, he he had a good outing and he still got the no decision. So it's like, it's just frustrating, I'm sure, for him to be like, I'm doing my job. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah. So, yeah. Kim, in this dream scenario is that both you, Darvish, and Shohei Otani go to the Dodgers. Oh, my God, and, yes. And to I would fill love out to that, that pitching rotation and really provide each other the support that they need. I bet Shohei would pull him a real solid and be like, hey, you, I know you are pitching today, so I'm going to hit a couple runs for you so you have the run support. And you, Darvish, would be like, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. I like that. Hey. And that's teamwork. (laughs) That's the teamwork right there. That's what we need to see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In reality, though, if they sign Otani, they're not going to be able to afford you, Darvish. It's going to (laughs) be, it's going to take most of the payroll. Um, um, if there's no other ones, that's a good segue into our, uh, Naomi and I and, and Jerry went down to San Diego. Um, are there any other, uh, reports? Um, the last things that I wanted to report on, um, cause we'll talk about the all-star game separately were Mitch, our boy, Mitch White. He had another good start. Um, he did. it was a no decision, but, uh, five and, uh, 5.2 innings pitched yep. one hit zero earn runs yeah one hitter um yeah and six He's dominant six strikeouts versus colorado so he has a 222 yep. era since may 26th according to cbs so hopefully you know he continues to get those opportunities and then the last thing that i had was that uh yusei kikuchi uh has been sent to the 15 day il with next strain so Hopefully he can get the kind of recovery that he needs and hopefully he can come back and like, you know, have a have a better have a have a a, be- a better time of it all. You know, yeah, I think he's ready to be having a rough go in the double digit strikeout count now. Maybe he just needs to rest. 
Yeah, I yeah, think he yeah. just he and it's got I like it's a kind of thing too where it's like well maybe it's like uh with with anybody if you're if you're continually trying very hard and it's just like something's not going well if you just like kind of take take a step back from it give yourself a little breathing room maybe he'll be able to come back and and have a better time so we wish you Sekikuchi a very speedy and thorough recovery yes speedy is the mm-hmm. key word Oh, and I forgot to talk about one other thing. Sorry. Before we get into the Petco Park conversation. um, Last week, we were talking about how Yu Chang was designated for assignment. And uh, shortly after that, he was claimed uh, by the Rays. So that's good. Um, And we'll see how long he (laughs) stays with the Rays. Hopefully, he has um, a a longer time there. Um, but as promised, I did I did learn more thoroughly about DFA and and everything else. So I wanted to share my findings with the with the class. Um, so as we talked about last week, DFA is designated for assignment, which is a major league player is removed from the forty man roster and can be claimed by another team. And then there's seven days where if another team does not claim that player, he must either be reassigned to that team's 40-man roster. So in the the case of Yu Chang, that would have been the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Or he is assigned to that organization's minor league. Or he's traded. Or he's released entirely. Or he's placed on waivers. Um, The waivers thing, I still haven't quite figured out, but the 40-man roster is the full roster of players on a team that currently have a major league contract. So last week we were a little like unclear about it. So that's the distinction is that all those people currently have a major league contract and a minor league player may be called up at any time, um, which can also be referred to as their contract being selected. Um, And when that happens, somebody must be removed from the 40-man. So either put placed like on the IL or sent to the minors or whatever. Um, and, uh, the little bit I know about waivers is this, if a player is placed on waivers or they also call it waived, that means that their team has made that player available for any team to claim him. And the team with the weakest record gets a preference similarly to how, um, the team with the worst record the previous year gets the first round pick of the next year's draft. So the, the team with the weakest record gets to claim that player first off waivers. If the player is picked up on waivers. It can be a trade or uh, that team can just absorb his contract. So there's a lot of different ways um, that uh, baseball transactions can happen. It's not honestly the most interesting thing in the world, um, but uh, <laughs> it is a very big part of, uh, of of Major League Baseball. If you've not seen the movie Moneyball, they do that. They, they do that in the movie Moneyball, which I loved that movie. I thought it was so good. But anyway, I just wanted to uh, correct some of that stuff because last week I was like a little uh, guessing. <laughs> yeah. But good. So that's yeah. how we ended up. And now the Rays. by the Rays. The Rays got two Asian players. They got Yu Ching and they got Chijimon. So. Tedimon, they, they, they also have G Man Choi. Don't forget him. Yeah, and we can't oh. forget G Man Choi. G Man Choi. What was that? Tedimon and Yu Chang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, saying too bad, too bad we can't do it. He's not like a two way player like Shohei Otani, where we could like assign like who is G Man Choi and who's Tedimon that day. That would be so funny. It got Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yep. 
Yep. yep. All the Korean players seem to have two names. It's so weird. It's uh. That is weird. It's and it only seems to be for some people. <laughs> yeah. Two names. For, for, for Korean and non-Korean people. Um. Wow. So that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, well, let, let's uh, let's keep this moving and, and talk about how uh, watch the, we watched the Padres play. We got to watch went to, go down to Petco Park, go to San Diego, and watch our boy Kamasung play. It was kind of sad. I was like, oh, maybe you Darvish is gonna pitch. Yo, he pitched the next day. So great planning and and uh, foresight. But it was great to see Kamasung. He was the leadoff hitter for the Padres. Two hits and a walk. Yes. And in nice. a Padres win. Yep. And you guys got to see the City Connect unis. They're the best. Yeah. I truly believe that they the Padres very... have the best City Connect uniform. Yeah, because I was thinking about this. It's it's very um I don't know, like it reminds you of Florida. Um but the 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 Latino and Latina fans really connect with it and it really it felt like it really galvanized the whole stadium because there were so many people i guess they had a giveaway too of like a fake one of those because a whole bunch of people were wearing um these like sort of cheap versions of the that jersey um but yeah san diego is close to me because i went to college there and i used and when i went to college in 1988 um (laughs) I, i was not a i wasn't i wasn't following baseball anymore and, you know, I, was, I grew up a Dodger fan, so I go to college in San Diego, and I wasn't really following baseball. And But I, I always had respected Tony Gwynn, and so I begrudgingly went with some friends to a game at the old Jack Murphy Stadium to watch Tony Gwynn. And he was, it was, he was the prime of his career. He was, you know, getting 200 hits every year. And they had signed Fred McGriff, this power hitter from Toronto, and they, and they from, the, from the Brewers, they got Gary Sheffield, this sort of wild young kid. And they put together a really good squad. And, and so watching Tony Gwynn brought me back to baseball uh, during my college years. And so I've always had a soft spot for the Padres. They never win. They went to the World Series in 99 and just got their asses handed to them in four games by the fucking Yankees. Boo! And, but Tony... Yeah, no, it was awful. The, but Tony Gwynn was always, like, so classy and such a great ambassador for the game. Um and beloved by everyone who played with him and played against him. So, yeah, it was it was when they built that ballpark, we, we had always wanted to go. And how old is that park? It's like 20 years old now, right? So um, we never went. And so we finally went. And I got to say, it, it, that whole downtown area is just – the ballpark is the centerpiece now. It used to be that convention center, you know, where Comic-Con is. And it's still there. But, like, the ballpark is now, like, the identity of, like, all the bars and restaurants and stores – in, in that area so we, we stayed at a hotel just you know a few blocks up from the stadium and just walked to it and that was a weird thing you know coming from chavez ravine where you can't walk from anywhere um without some really good sturdy boots and um i'm gonna get a nice butt workout um yeah 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 and so to see the stadium and and a pack it was a sold out game on, on a friday night and the fans were just so into the game and so into the players, including, and I, I got a little emotional every time Hassan Kim came up and everybody cheered. And, and they had this really great video packet uh, they played of all his highlights uh, during a pitching change when he was coming up. And, um, yeah, we, I looked over at Naomi. I was like, this is 
kind of awesome. This and everyone's cheering and the music's playing and they're showing all these highlights of him making these plays and getting these hits. Um, he's, While he's Big a, Bang is playing in the background. True. Yeah. Oh right, it was K-pop. Yeah. Yeah, it was all K-pop. Yeah, yeah. And it so was he's all really K-pop. Become, Aww. He's become part of this community, you know, and they're all and they're all these this white family next to us. We were all cheering for him, you know. Uh, these little these, these little girls were yelling, "Go Kim!" And Aww. it was like, "Oh, that's it's a beautiful thing." So very contrast that with you know An- Angel Stadium, <laughs> which is usually half empty, and you know, more than half crowd, empty. The, I've only yeah. The last I've I've only gone to a few games in the last couple of years in Anaheim, and and they've all been when Shohei was playing or pitching, but the crowd is so subdued, you know, from first pitch to through the game. There's just this lull. It's almost like if you close your eyes, you'd think you're in your living room or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Padres crowd, and it was a Friday night, but it was just raucous the whole time. It was it was a party. It was great. They... Jock Peterson came in. And they all started booing him. Wait, who came <laughs> in? He went out to right field. Uh, Jock Peterson came oh. in <laughs> to pinch hit. He didn't start. And then he, he they boo him. And then he goes out to right field. And everyone out there was just giving him the business. And, um, you know, he's, he, he enjoyed it. He turned around and he was kind of giving it back to him. But, you know, I think in Anaheim, they'd be like, who's Jock Peterson? You know, they, God. they don't even know you're supposed to hate Jock Peterson. <laughs> so... Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful. I gotta say, Pe- Peco Park and the fans of San Diego that that was a that was a great scene. Oh, pro tip, and Naomi can attest to this: do not sit on the first base line during the summer because those first two innings, the sun is shining directly into your eyeballs. I, we we were there, but I don't I didn't see a single ball in the first two innings because as soon as the pitch was made. And the ball was put in play. You turn your head and look directly into the sun. Yeah, uh, I think I st- there's still some spots in my eyes. Um, yeah, I, I just so remember it, it took until like the bottom of the second to be able to even see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott's wife Jerry was there, and I just remember her being like, "What was going on?" Or me to her going, "What's going on? I don't know what's going on." The, yeah. the, because it and and it sucked because in the first inning, you know, 1 2 3, you had uh Kim Cronenworth and Machado and and Kim and Cronenworth are on base and then Machado hits a home run and right away the Padres are 3 3 and 0 in the first inning, but no one could see yeah. what was but going on. See Damn. I just heard people cheering and I was squinting and trying to shield my eyes and like, oh, something happened. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, Machado's running around the bases. He hit a home run. Yay. Yay. Uh, but... so, so, yeah, pro tip. If you go down to Petco, do not sit on the first base side for the first couple innings because it's really hard to see. Yeah. But Petco Park is really That's my fun. my criticism. And, and very diverse, a very diverse crowd. Lots of lots of people of color, and you know, it was. Um, I remember we were sitting next to an Asian couple. Yeah, and then Jerry pointed out. She's like, "Go over, look over there, look it over." There. I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "There's Korean people," and I, I'm like, "Oh my god, there are Korean people! <laughs> Korean people there cheering for Kim Ha Song. It was great." There was a guy a couple rows in front of us that had a ha- Kim Ha Song jersey with the Korean writing on it. Yeah, and Ha Song. So, yeah. Ha-sung. I- and I don't think he was. I don't think he was Korean. No, he wasn't even Asian, homie. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I think he appeared to. He appeared to be like Mexican American or something. But I, I guess that's his favorite player. So, hey, 
I should have, I actually should have gone down to him and be like, hey, man, where'd you get your jersey? That, that is so cool. <laughs> um, I did spend yeah. a good chunk of the time on the car ride back from San Diego to Los Angeles on my phone trying to find the City Connect jersey with Hasong's name on the back. Oh, did you and find it? The one in Korean. The one in Korean. No. No. No, unfortunately, no. It does not exist. It does not exist. Yeah. So if it does exist, please... Uh, uh, send us a note and let me know with the link if you yeah. find it. Um, because Kim and I would very yeah. much like to wear the new City Connect jerseys with Hasang. Man, name. the City Connect so good. The mm -hmm. also their helmets, like being that like seafoam green. Ooh, it's so good. I think that uh, yeah. I think that I, in my opinion, the best City Connects are San Diego and then the White Sox, which is like very much the that that internet meme of like the two the the like fully goth house next to the like bright pink house uh, <laughs> in Santa Monica. Uh, but those are, in my opinion, the best ones. But yes. yeah, if anybody knows, um, get us that get that Hasong. jersey. Get us the yeah. Hasong jersey. We can talk to our friend Ryan Suda of Black Lava to maybe make a custom one for us. Oh, possibly yes. Um, Wait, Kim, you've been to Petco, right? I've actually not been to Petco. Um, I I have been to oh. seventeen or eighteen stadiums, yeah, you've been but to so many. I haven't actually been to the ones that are closest to us. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been to. Uh, I haven't been to Arizona. I haven't been to San Diego. I haven't. I have. I have now been to um, Anaheim with Naomi, which I think is a bad stadium. Very strange place yeah. to be. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I haven't been to, uh, SF or Oakland either or Seattle even. Um, uh. so I'm missing a lot, uh, here on the West you, coast, but, um, all but California. <laughs> yeah. All. So, yeah. Basically. All right. So well, all right. time to make Asians another baseball, trip down uh, road trip. Yeah. Asians and baseball road trip. Um, but you know, I mean, the, pro the problem for me is that, like, I'm like, oh, man, I'd love to be more of a Padres fan because they have so many Asians. But, like, as a Dodgers fan, I just simply can't do it. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's, it's difficult. Unless you're like me and I've, I've lived in all the places. So. Right. I have a soft spot for the Padres. And, like, and I got to make a pilgrimage to the Tony Gwynn statue. And then Naomi took, like, 50 pictures of me Aww. trying not to cry standing in front of Mr. Padre. He's got this huge statue out in – there's, like, a hill – out past the outfield um because yeah I, I, that was one of the deaths where I, I i i was sad i was legitimately shook but when when tony Gwynn passed because yeah i when i played uh baseball in the bay area as an adult i wore number 19 and everyone's like why are you wearing number because everyone was wearing like ken griffey's number and um you know all these other stars and i was i wore 19 because because of tony Gwynn. So, yeah, Heart, heartwarming stuff for Scott and his wife. And then me being like, I'm here to just watch Kim Ha-sung play. And, <laughs> and then just shouting. And he did. It was a good game. Yeah, just shouting, just shouting random Korean phase, phrases. And everybody's looking at me like. Yeah, what? people around us were looking like, what is what is that? And I was just did, so I tell you, did I tell you guys, Naomi, you would have. You, it sounds like you have the similar vibe. Um, 
uh, I went to a Dodgers game not that long ago and there were Korean people sitting behind me and I don't speak that much Korean, almost none Korean. Um, but I could like I could identify them saying like I could tell that they were speaking in Korean and it sounded like they were like 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 putting a hex on the Phillies. Like they would say like uh, they would Whoa. say like uh like Sarangay Dodgers, which is like, you know, I love you Dodgers. And then they would say something Phillies and I couldn't I, I I tried to like look it up phonetically afterwards and I now I don't remember what it was, but I was like, oh my God, they're like putting a hex on them Phillies. Um so, you know, you would have gotten along with that. Hardcore. I know. I would have just yeah just turned around and just start start chatting chatting with them. Um but no, it was not many Asians around us at the well, the Asians to the right of me were just like Where'd you get your drink? Uh, uh, Jerry and I got acai <laughs> margaritas. That's why. They were very oh. salty. I do not recommend getting the acai oh. Yeah, don't margar- get those. But the acai bowl with peanut butter and chocolate was fucking awesome. I, I was, This is so California. Yeah. <laughs> to me, like, I went to a yeah. baseball game and got acai. an acai bowl. Yeah. Jeez yeah. Louise. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I was there for the... avocado toasts and some... You know, we were, we were trying to be healthy at the ballpark. We're just we're just trying to make sure that we're getting all our antioxidants um, because we're yeah. sitting in the sun, blah blah blah. Anyway, but it was great. It's it it is really great to see how excited the the field was for for Kim Ha Song and and just I I just love that there was K-pop blaring and people knew like people were just like oh yeah woo yeah you can see people dancing yeah, yeah. I mean it's Big Bang yeah. and again I can't I can't. S- I can't stress enough the energy level on in the middle of the season in a game that doesn't really mean anything, you know, in the grand scheme of like postseason implications necessarily, and yet the fans were so into like every pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was really nice to see. Like, like I said, coming from the last three games I've been to have been in Anaheim, where yeah, it was like snooze fest. So, so really, yeah. Shohei Otani needs to be playing for the Padres. Is that what you're saying? So the energy don't level. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. Who, who appreci- <laughs> fans mean, who appreciate him more. Yeah, there's four teams yeah. I think where he might yeah, get traded to, but I don't think one of those teams are yeah. the Padres. We're, we're gonna have. We got to do a whole episode of where will Shohei go. Mm-hmm. And for how much? And, and then and we'll make our we'll make our predictions, and then we'll have like a. A, a contest to see who who gets it right closest yes. without going over yep price yeah. is the right price is right get a you get a pack of baseball cards cool be pretty cool um well so, is this a good time for us to take a little break yeah and then we'll come back and talk about this week's player life gets a little crazy sometimes sometimes it's confusing sometimes it's funny sometimes it's beautiful and sometimes it can just piss us off. Enter First of All Podcast. It's a safe space for real conversations about the things that we all struggle with, celebrate, contemplate, and work through in our daily lives. I'm your host, Mindy Chang. I'm an actor, filmmaker, and entrepreneur with a colorful background, a full life, and brilliant friends who I love to unpack life with to share with all of you. They are everyday people like you and me, ranging from award-winning artists, cultural icons, powerful CEOs, my hilarious childhood friends, and even my mom. Tune in for honest conversations on mental health, dating, sex, family, career, culture, and everything in between. Listen to First of All wherever you find podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. Uh, 
Alrighty, we're back. Um, and we uh, did we want to talk about uh, the All Star Game real quick before we talk about Colton? Sure. Ah, uh, yes, All Star Game. You mean the one person is- in the All Star Game? The Asian in baseball, Asian in All Star Game. Mr. Baseball himself. Yeah. It's <laughs> Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Well, he could be two players because he's a pitcher and a DH. Yes. Yes, that's uh, true. Shohei Otani, Otani Shohei. Um, com- uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, combination here. Shohei Otani was selected by the fans to be the DH, which is great. I'm always excited to see that. For also, I will admit that I voted for him like every day that I possibly <laughs> could because you know, gotta support the Asians in baseball and just Shohei Got Otani. To. And uh, and then also yesterday it was announced that he is one of the starting pitchers selected to be the starting pitchers. And the fans do not get to pick um, the pitchers. That is actually to the coaches and the managers and the players. So uh, that really, you know, that's really great, too. Dusty Baker of the Astros will be managing for the American League. And hopefully he will put Shohei Otani as the starting pitcher, because why not? Why not? Just do it. Prob- yeah, just do it. He'll probably put Justin Verlander because, you know, Astros, blah, 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 blah. But no one cares about Justin Verlander. Can Justin Verlander hit like Shohei Otani? No, he can't. And his face is ugly. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I just really do not doing- like Justin Verlander. It's I really don't like his- any of the Astros. The vibe yeah. is bad there. Yeah, I just want to yeah. punch almost everybody on that team. Just very Especially Guriel. Yeah, I yeah, you know, fuck that shit. Yeah, I we, we will get into in detail one day when we do the U Darvish profile. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. never ever would never would never forgive Yuli Gurriel. Never forget. But no, we will never forget. And also, like, don't like his brother either. I don't know what his brother has done, but just the association <laughs> that he has. <laughs> With his brother, I just it's like so. There's a Guriel I think playing for the for the Blue Jays. Yeah, Lord is or, Guriel yeah, Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, this, yeah, but that family by, sucks. By but but yes, uh, Shohei Otani, All Star, the only Asian All Star, unfortunately. Yes, um, the the I think the only like thing that feels a little bit vindicating is that uh, overall people do feel like. Um, like Tommy Edmond was really snubbed from the all-star game. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah. So in that way, I'm just like, uh, it feels like it, it, it feels good to know. And I'm sure it like is disappointing for Tommy, um, but probably also feels uh, good to know that people do think that he was snubbed, you know, because he's just yeah. been doing so well and he is really, um, one of those like very quietly successful players, um, very, very reliable. Um, the everyday leadoff hitter for the Cardinals, like just a, a talented guy um, and didn't get selected. And, and yeah, kind of uh, like Kurt Suzuki was five years ago. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, yeah. actually, but was... Kurt Suzuki was an all star. Never mind. He has been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, there's it's, always players that have the numbers that just get snubbed. It's right. Eric Carros like a lot when back when he was a Dodger, and um, yeah, it's weird. The fans, yeah, hmm. the fans so, they get it wrong sometimes, and that's somewhere they where do. they 
where they got it wrong. But and even the coaches do too. So yeah. Um, but there's only so many spots and a lot of players. So yeah. Yep. Mm. It also but, sucks. Hey, he plays for the Cardinals, and no one really cares about that team. So yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. St. Louis fans do, but. But I think we're forgetting the most important part of all of this, which is that Shohei Otani being an all-star means that Shohei Otani will come to our great city, the city of Los Angeles. And hopefully when he gets a little taste well, and of his great city. No, no, he, his city is Anaheim. <laughs> I re- absolutely refuse. I refuse to acknowledge the angels as being it's, Los Angeles angels. They're not even in Los Angeles County. Los it's Angeles truly so of wild. Anaheim. No, I know. It's like saying Los Angeles. Yeah, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? They don't even know. The Angels, Angels, Angels of Anaheim. Just like all the Angels of Anaheim. Did we talk about this on the podcast before? Like Los Angeles. They should call them. They should just call them like the California Angels. You know, like there's like the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. Yeah, Yeah, they were until the nineties. California. The California Angels. Oh, yeah, we did talk about this. Anyway, um, so we will be excited to see Shohei in the All-Star game. Just absolutely crushing it. Hopefully starting. Um, Come on, Dusty, do the right thing. Yeah, Dusty, come on, do the right thing. And I'm also hopeful as a Dodgers fan that Tony Gonsolin starts for uh, the National League, but that's not an Asians in baseball thing. That's just a, it is Asians in baseball in the way that I'm Asian, and this is what I think is interesting about me. (laughs) But Tony uh, Gonsolin's not Asian. Asians in baseball. Yeah. I I do. I am very excited for Shohei Otani to play in the All-Star game. Part of me does not want him to be a part of the Home Run Derby again this year. No, 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 no. I just want to preserve his arm, his back, his butt, just like his body um, to be in. Naomi is offering to give out free massages. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, my hands are weak. Um, You seem tense, Shohei. Here. Here's a Theragun. I, I. I have one. It works. Um, but but hopefully instead of, you know, being in the home run derby, he's just talking to everybody in the home run derby and having a really good time and just getting to know the other players and getting to know what his potential future chemistry with future teammates might be like once he leaves the Angels, because that is going to happen. Um, it's just going to happen. So but. Yeah, I really hope Shohei doesn't feel like, oh, I was so gassed out last year. I got to do it again. Be like, no, you don't need to. You don't need to do the home run derby. Yeah, I don't get the I get the impression from him because he's been doing so well. I read something recently where he was like talking about how healthy he is right now and how he's able to like do all of these really good like huge accomplishments because his body is healthy right now. So that leads me to believe that he would not participate in the home run derby because he's like, I'm on a fucking roll right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And he he will try to protect himself because the last thing you want to do is like go down, like go on the even the 15 day IL with like a shoulder strain because of the home run derby or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, And he faded in August last year. Yeah, you do it, Aaron Judge. I read today that Aaron Judge is like 287 pounds. I was like, good Lord. He's a big well, man. He's like, he's like nine feet tall. So Yeah, I'm like yeah. pure muscle. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> shall we get into game. our profile for this week? So this week, we will talk about Colton Wong. of The son of Hawaii. Well, he's played for... 
the son of the son Hawaii. Of from Hilo, Hawaii. He's he has unfortunately played for two of Naomi's least favorite teams. Yes, uh, came up with the Cardinals. Gross. And is currently playing for the Milwaukee squad. <sighs> so um, my first memory, I I remember the year he was called up. And he had he did great. He was like the he was a September call up, and he was and he was hitting great, stealing bases. Um, they go to the World Series. I think this is 2013, and he gets uh, he gets picked off of first to end a game and oh. uh, and lo- and lose a World Series game. Oh, and I just felt so bad for him because I was so excited to see this young kid get called up. And I didn't know anything about him. Um, and it turns out he he was also, his mom was dying of cancer during that time. And he was so happy and she was at the game. Um, and so he gets picked off to end the game and he gets all this hate on Twitter. All this racist shit was said about him. Open your eyes. You know, you can't get picked up, you know. Oh, Lord. And obviously that was horrible. But his mom was dying. So they go back to Hawaii to just wait for his mom to pass and there's a there's a great little documentary on youtube which we'll put in the show notes that naomi and i watched before this and we were just bawling it was was so because he tells the story but he goes on in st louis and has a great career for six six years he had five walk-off home runs uh for st louis including one against the giants in the in the nlcs um so he more than made up for that blunder and and they loved him in st louis he did get sent down somewhere in there to work on some things back to the minors and but he came back and he's great he had a career year last year in 2021 14 homers and he's won a couple he's won two straight gold gloves so it's a it's a it's a great success story yeah and over to you i i I was i was watching the one of a youtube video where he he was playing when he went to the Brewers and he was playing against the Cardinals and he, he picked off, you know, he, he stole second a couple times and he had Yachty sign, sign the yeah. bag. Um, because <laughs> how could you, how could you not? You got to steal a base. Yeah. Yeah. You got to steal a base yeah. from Yachty and, and he was, and it was and really cute because Yachty, Yachty wrote a really sweet message about him being like, you know, you're, you're my favorite person from Hawaii. <laughs> which is nice and then yeah. you know just just yeah. how much he 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 loves him and then and then i think colton yeah. probably scribbled he wrote colton one yadi zero for those people listening <laughs> yadi or um, molina has a cannon for an arm and even in his late stage of his career he's still a very feared catcher it's it's tough to run on him and Colton Wong was on a second baseman for the Cardinals for many years, and he said, "Yeah, I, I caught and tagged out hundreds of runners at second from Yachty, so to steal a base uh, against him was pretty special." And I, apparently, he stole another one now, he's, so he's two, two, two for two stealing against Yachty. Although you're you're also stealing against the pitcher too, so if the pitcher doesn't hold you on, no catcher can throw you out. Um, but still, two two stolen bases against one of the greats and a friend of his, so that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I was watching um, uh, a little bit of like his like mic'd up stuff um, in, in a game against the Cardinals, yeah. and it just seems yeah. like he's a really well liked guy. Um, and uh, you know, he he has such a great rapport with everybody, and he's just like is, genuinely. It seems like he's having a good time playing baseball. And as a fan, that's ultimately what I want to see. You know, I want to see you know good baseball, and I want to see guys working hard. But like. Especially for somebody like Colton Wong that like, you know, he, he isn't uh, as uh, like he isn't at, like he 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 isn't as big of a star as like Shohei or, or even Yachty or like, you know, all these other guys. But he is he has been consistently good um, and he is very talented um, and it's just nice to see that he seems like a cool, good person. Um, and I mentioned this in another previous episode, but like. You know, recently he broke up uh, like this season. He broke up a no hitter. I can't remember against who, but like he had a yes. very classy like tip of the cap um, to the pitcher yeah. and the pitcher People's like also bodies. like acknowledged. Yeah. 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 Um, was it Joe Musgrove? Maybe it must be. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was Musgrove. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was yeah. just like no, a very classy sort of exchange. Each other. Yeah, and it was like yeah. I also watched this like crazy play um, where he scored uh, on a foul pop up um, because nobody was protecting home. Like uh, like the catcher, the pitcher, yeah. and like I guess the third baseman all ran for the pop up and completely yeah. left home open. And he tagged up and he ran he ran it in. Um, and it's just the kind of thing that's like, man, he he has the experience, you know, he has the experience to do stuff like that. And he's a confident player. And I think because he is experienced because he's confident then he can have fun and like really somebody that like i i hope that kids look up to um as a baseball player because he seems like he has good character and he's very talented yeah i i really like all of his advocacy work that he does um he partnered up with a, a company um to promote uh childhood education in hawaii and and his father is a coach, and his brother is also a professional baseball player, too. I think he, uh, his brother, Keen Wong, is a part of the Angels organization. Yeah. And, unfortunately. And he, yes, unfortunately. But, you know. And his sister I, played softball. Yep. For mm-hmm. the University of Hawaii. Um, and, and so did he. He played baseball for Hawaii. Um, and he... He he's really passionate of trying to bring more Hawaiians into baseball. He's very proud of being of Hawaiian descent and being a Pacific Islander. And and that's really reminiscent in in the gear that he wears and and how he his his sectoral uh commitment to his Hawaiian heritage is very apparent when he plays baseball. And that's really that's really great. Um, And. And he just seems like a, just as, you know, he he's really inspiring because he he's kind of like Stephen Kwan. He's like Ichiro, right? He's 5'7". He's not, you know, he's not mm-hmm. Aaron Judge. He's not 6'7 and 200 and what was it? 98 pounds? 278 like 285 pounds? 285 pounds or something. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's huge. You know, he he's not he's not like Pak Chono yeah. or Nomo who are, these guys are like six two back mm-hmm. in the back in the nineties or right now Shohei who's six four, like these huge, these huge Asian guys. And and Colton 
you know, he's holding it down. He's he's nimble. He's fast. He's strong. And he recently had a kid. So he's been talking a lot about like dad strength, carrying his kid around. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I yeah. can hit. I'm hitting more homers because of my dad strength and and carrying my my kid, um, which which I found to be pretty pretty adorable but yeah colton wong you know he's part of the part of the three squad of asians and uh native Hawaiians and pacific islanders for the brewers unfortunately they will be starting to play a, a series against the twins starting tomorrow so Yay. i will be conflicted i will be <laughs> conflicted and fun fact the twins actually initially drafted colton wong right out of high school mm-hmm. and he mm. turned it down because the twins were cheapy and only offered him $75,000 and Colton Wong was like <laughs> no that is no, way. no money and he went to go play for the University of Hawaii which is which is better a better deal so um you know a part of me is just like hey Colton I think you should uh most likely hit a home run against the Twins tomorrow just to be like na 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 wow yeah, that's big I of know. you. Isn't that big yeah. of me? Isn't that big of me? And look at mm-hmm. me. You know, Grow. that is that is Grow. really big of you, Naomi. Yeah. But sure I mean, Colton the Twins really are still going to win. They're going to win the game. It's just that Colton Wong is going to hit a home oh. run. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Okay. We'll get, we're going to give it. Yeah. We're right. going to give it to you. Thank you. So uh, Thank we, you. we watched right. a video of... Uh, that show on MLB with uh, Steven Nelson, who apparently is a Hapa Japanese American. And he asked shout Colton Wong. To... Yeah, shout out to S- Steven Nelson. That's his name, right? Steven Nelson. Um, he know. asked him about it was, it was apparently it was Asian American. Yeah, it was Asian American Heritage Month. It was the end. And he was talking about how and it was a really deep question. I've never heard anything remotely this deep on MLB. Uh, about the difference between the big three Asians, the Japanese, Korean, Chinese versus the Islanders, which is a thing. Pacific Islanders and Hawaiians um, always feel left out and feel like second class citizens in in our own demographic. And so he asked <laughs> Colton about it. And I don't think Colton really understood what what was being asked of him because he talked about his island pride and he talked about um, Hawaii. Um but he didn't really, or maybe, he, or maybe he just didn't want to say anything negative about, you know, the big three uh, Asians. But he didn't, he didn't address it. And um, and then I realized, well, you know, it's a professional athlete. He didn't, he probably didn't take ethnic studies at the University of Hawaii um, or Asian American studies or anything. Or like maybe that. he but did. I was just impressed. Or maybe he did. I, I, but he didn't, he didn't address it. He kind of dodged the question. Um, so. But I gotta say, I I gotta shout out to MLB to that's that was some serious disaggregation of Asian American identity um, <laughs> on the network. So, um, but isn't it, it so great covered. that there isn't it great though that there are so many players who are Asian, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander descent now playing for the MLB that these questions are going to be asked because you know earlier when we talk about when we talked about Nomo and, and Stephen Kwan right away at the beginning and really differentiating who is actually foreign born and domestic born. Yeah. And and now we're getting yeah. to now we're getting into these nuanced conversations because before you just be like, oh my God, someone a part of of this group 
this political identity group that we've come up for ourselves in the United States, the Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander American group. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it isn't, it's pretty cool that you have, you have a Colton Wong who is Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander of Hawaii. And then at the same time, you have Kurt Suzuki, who's Japanese American, but also from the state of Hawaii too. So. Also Hawaiian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like something like it's interesting that, you know, maybe he did understand the question. And because of when he came up in the league, you know, there weren't so many Asians. And so maybe he's been used to and I don't want to like project too much on him. But like I, I can imagine that when he was coming up and there were so few Asian people at all, like of any Asian descent, that like it was more of like we we need to band together um, to to make ourselves bigger. Yeah. Right. Because like there's so few of us that like we need that solidarity as opposed to, you know, and, and that's similar with Kurt Suzuki. Right. As opposed to now, like. Stephen Kwan, I continue every week. I see something else about him talking about being Asian American and, and mental health and like, yeah, these things that are really important and really cool to see him talking about. And and the the just the difference of coming up in the league when there are more Asian American people and people of varying Asian descents um, like now in 2022 versus when Colton Wong came up. Um, you know, and, yeah. and I wonder a little bit, too, what it's like for him as somebody who identifies like primarily as being Pacific Islander um, and ho a native Hawaiian um, to have a Chinese last name, you know, because he, he is of descent as well. But uh, his primary identity is um, is being a Pacific Islander. So, you know, I, I think that's very interesting and, and I think that's important um, to recognize uh, the the intersections of, of the like, you know, people who have multiracial heritage um, and like what what those folks have been taxed with the Kurt Suzuki's and the the Colton Wong's have been taxed with uh, to have come up like in between the come up and stuff the for uh, of the foreign born Asian players and now where we're seeing like Keston Hira and Stephen Kwan and these like more Asian American born guys um, and what what that's like I'd love to sit in on a conversation but be between all of those guys and just hear what they have to say. I know. Yeah, let's, you know, this yeah. is an invitation to you, Colton, because you're a fan <laughs> of our podcast. To you, Tommy yeah. Edmund, because you're also a fan of the podcast. Lars Newtbar, we haven't forgot about you. Also played, I think he pinched hit for a couple innings. Um, he's also part of the Cardinals organization. Yeah. Uh, Mitch White, because you're also a fan of this podcast. Like, and my boy, Rob. Yeah, Rob. We have the adoptee. That, yeah. We need foreign, the adoptee Foreign born, but Asian American. Yeah, like yeah. let's let's all have a roundtable and have a very nuanced conversation yeah. about it. Uh, I guess Kurt, you can also be a part of it too. Um, Kurt, you can be a part of it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and well, that we're, we're gonna, you we're don't gonna speak until we call on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there'll be a, the mute, our fingers on the mute button. Yeah. We're we're here, but I wonder if we no. could make an all yeah. an all Asian team. I mean, I tried to draft all Asians into my fantasy team, but I'm like, oh, I wonder if we could make an all Asian team. The, we could. Uh, I think we, so because there's you pitchers, have, there's catchers. Uh, you have yeah. We don't have a first, first base. base. Yeah, we I do. Tetsuman. Oh yeah, Tetsuman. Yeah. Oh, of course. G-Man. Yeah. And then we, we have, have a shortstop. Kim at second. We have shortstop. We have That's second Kim base. Short. Yeah, we have yep, Tommy Colton Wong at second. Colton Wong, second. Third. Tommy I mean, third. third. Yeah. 
And in the outfield, we have well, Rob and we have um, Castanera. Put Shohei out there. No. Put Shohei out there. He's a three-way player now. <laughs> He's a three-way player. The whole team is just uh, Shohei, and it's just so that everybody can rotate so that Shohei can try to play every single position. Yeah, I'm sure he'd want to. I can't imagine him playing outfield. He did. He did last year. He did last year um, a couple when, times. What? Because before yeah. they made the yeah. Shohei rule, yeah. he would pitch, so, and then uh, if he got pulled in like the fifth, they would stick him in the outfield. That's yeah. so, so funny. My first game ever at Dodger Stadium was last year, and it was when the Angels came, and it was Japanese Heritage Day. So that was the day when I wore Scott's jersey, right. Scott's Nomo jersey, and got hit on by a lot of guys wearing that jersey. So that is my favorite jersey so far. Um, lots of guys were just like, ooh. And then some guys were like, do you even know who Nomo is? I'm like, of course I know who Hideo, who Hideo Nomo is. Like, fuck you. And then, like, buy me a drink. Oh, no. Never mind. I digress. Anyway, so it was um, Japanese Heritage Day at Dodger Stadium. Um, the Angels are playing at Dodger Stadium. And, of course, like, it's great because you get to see all the great Dodgers players. And and then I was just, like, eagerly waiting for when Shohei was going to make his pinch hit appearance. And finally, in the seventh inning, he comes in to pinch hit. And I was like, yay. He he did ground out. It was very sad. Oh, boy. Um, Oh, but but they stuck him in right field and I was sitting on the first baseline. So I got to actually oh, like, shit. see Shohei Otani in in the outfield. And I was like, wow, what what a moment. I was also on a date. So I had to like contain my crazy in. So no, the Naomi, you got to let people know who you are up front. <laughs> Honestly, so this was I, the best. Yeah. This was the best case scenario for your date. Yeah, you know what? What's really funny is that I um, was kind of like on a another semi date with a different with a different guy, and I did kind of let my crazy come out about how what I think about Shohei Otani, and he, and he was just like, you know what? I get it because he's such a good baseball player and he's a good looking guy. And I was like, thank you. Wow. Nothing nothing worked out between me and, and this guy that I was sort of seeing. Well, he knew but, he needed um, to take the L. He knew he needed to just like, <laughs> he was like, actually, you know what? I completely understand, not mad about it, but this obviously isn't going to work out. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't because of or, COVID. Or he knew that, he, or he knew Naomi had zero chance of ever actually making it happen. So it's, you know, you don't need to be. He doesn't. He didn't need to be intimidated by Shohei. Well, or did he? I don't know. Any anyway, I yeah. guess to no. He totally to did. go back to the original. The original question of Shohei did play outfield. Oh, yeah, so he did. Playing That's outfield. so wild. Well, he, That's so funny. So yeah, we could totally field the t- field a team. I don't know how well that would go over with the CRT ethnic studies crowd that we're going to resegregate baseball and. Uh, create a separate but equal <laughs> team. Um, no, 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 no. It could, but it could be it, like a wouldn't showcase. It, wouldn't it be fun thing. though? Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be fun if you yeah. know you had like a racial or ethnic kind of like a, a game where you got to see you got to see what what the yeah. makeup would makeup of that game would like, be? Like, like so. in the old days, in the old days when re- baseball players were basically middle class blue collar workers they had to 
work in the off season and they would barnstorm in the off season right in, in places like california and hawaii because they had to make money and and that was so if if only the players were poorer they could barnstorm in the summer and and um play against you know and i don't know an all venezuelan team or an all uh you know yeah pick a country Actually, the World Baseball Classic yeah. just got announced, so we'll get we'll oh, get yeah. back to our national pride, and so that'll be cool. Yes, I will be. Cheering I saw how for they <laughs> South Korea. That's who I. Will I be saw how they for. seeded like USA with like like in such a way that like I was like, oh okay, you guys did this on purpose because you thought that you would have the best chance to advance off of this uh, off of this seating. Yeah. Um, oh, and also what I forgot is uh, uh, this week uh, it was uh, Filipino Heritage Night at the Dodgers. And so Weedy threw out the first pitch and she had these like really yes. cool nails and she was like wearing these sky high heels and she did a good job. I want to say it was a strike. It was like right on the outside, but I want to say she threw a strike to Mookie Betts. So that was also very cool. Yes. And their Filipino Dodger jerseys were were really fantastic those were tight yeah those were tight those korean heritage night is friday august 19th against the marlins all right we gotta go oh we gotta go also like uh kim and i are available to also throw out the first pitch um oh yeah korean (laughs) korean heritage night yep you know we're available yes uh or actually i have to check my calendar i actually might be out of town but um uh, Naomi's available. Well, it's another big it's another big week coming up. So uh, if you see anything that you think is interesting and across like other sports too, um, send us a message, send us an email, tweet at us or you know whatnot. Um, and we will be back next week with more Asians in baseball. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Asians in Baseball. Connect with us on Instagram at Asians in Baseball, on Twitter at AZNs in Baseball, email us at Asiansinbaseball at gmail.com, or drop us an audio message on Anchor. Thanks. <laughs>